0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto, coming to you from my silver bullet camper, parked in the forest near Whistler. Um, It's a beautiful day out here. Um, There was a bear lolling around earlier in the morning, just perusing, seeing what he could find. And that's one of the really neat things about the west coast of Canada, is you can encounter bears aplenty everywhere, tither and hither um but today you know i want to chat to you a little bit about what to do when in la belle province or the province of canada to my american friends you do know that canadians have provinces and not states and and this province is unique when it comes to the story of canada because it is our francophone province and What does that mean? It means that most people and many people speak the language of love, French. And, um, and it is a destination that I highly, highly recommend. So I'm actually born and raised in Montreal and Montreal is a city within the province of Quebec. And, you know, I, I tend to talk so much about the backcountry things that can be done in most destinations, but Montreal, is one of the places in the world that has the highest uh, quantity of restaurants per capita. And what makes it extra unique is that there's a vast and varied array of type of restaurants because you have multi one of the most multicultural cities in the world from Algerians and um, Arabs and Chinese and Mexicans and Colombians and, and people from all over the world congregate on this city because it is indeed such a wonderful mishmash of culture, people, colors, tastes, and uh, and desires, perhaps even. And in this city, there is a part called the Old Montreal. And these cobblestone streets um, lead to the uh, few hundred years old port. And uh, I used to actually live there. And one of the neat, neat things that they do in Old Montreal is that they do a... Um, a wonderful, uh, festival, um, every summer. And the, well, apart from the, the jazz festival and the Just for Laughs festival, it's a city of, of, of life and of sound and of music. And it's a destination that I highly, highly recommend. And each summer, you can also go to one of my favorite shows, which is called Cirque du Soleil. And this circus of the sun was actually began by a street performer in Montreal, and, and imagine that he created it into a behemoth of a company that uh, that creates a circus all over the world and has uh, even fixed shows in places like Las Vegas. And this the the cities um, that that has such a great taste for multicultural appetite, and Montreal, my good old city. I do, I do miss thee. Um, and another thing that you could do when in the in Montreal is, of course, have yourself the quintessential poutine. And what is a poutine? But it is a bunch of fries with cheese curds on top, covered in meat gravy. Go figure that. And that's the provincial food of La Belle Province, or the province of Quebec. But It isn't only the city things that you can do, and it isn't only the nightlife of Montreal that makes that province so great. It is purported to have over one million lakes in the province, and it is the land of water and pristine lakes. And canoe tripping is the essence of not only Canadians, but Quebecers, because in the old days, the fur trade was done with Voyager canoes. And basically, hunters and trappers would crisscross the land using the rivers and lakes, as their highways in order to get these pelts. And the pelts they would bring back would go all over the world, particularly to Europe. And and this created a culture of canoeing as an activity with, within the Quebecois and in the Canadian culture. And, and this is where I began my journey of doing trips in, in canoes and adventures. But actually, my whole concept of adventuring around the world began with canoe tripping and canoe tripping for those that are like, what is canoe tripping? Do you trip over a boat? No, not exactly. It is basically going on multi-day adventures normally in a loop fashion. Um, using the lakes and rivers as your highways and roads. And so basically, there's a few places like Reserve Phonique Papinolabelle Label, or the, which is a phonic reserve. And the only difference between a park and a phonic reserve is that there's hunting allowed at certain times of the year in a phonic reserve and whatnot. But these canoe trips um, basically, you you load up your boat with all the tasty food that you might desire, and then you, you go off with your camping gear and equipment and you paddle say 10 kilometers to 15 kilometers in a day set up your camp um take a dip into the lake because the lakes are warm in the summertime and inviting as few lakes in the world are and then you watch the stars as your as your food cooks over the fire and you tell the tales of your day. And of of course, if you had a portage that day, then you'll have more tales to tell. A portage is when you have to, in order to get from one lake to the next, you actually have to carry your canoe and carry all your equipment. Um, And this is um, a a French word, portage, portage to carry. Um, And it makes, uh, always makes for good stories because it is no small feat to be toting a canoe on your back, while at the same time carrying all your gear. And then you do a loop circuit. And often this circuit will involve running some rapids, which are classed anywhere from R1s to R4s. And the R4s have the ability to snap your canoe in half, while the R1s feel more like a fast moving water. And of course, at each of these rapids, you have the choice of either running the rapid or portaging your canoe and as a kid i went to camp canawana which is a ymca kids camp and and every year i would do these canoe trips and it was so formative and so um it added so much to my life excuse me added so much to my life that i ended up doing the same thing for the rest of it (laughs) until i got to 40 well i am 40 now so so yes so Canoe tripping is a big part of of Quebec. Um, Another activity that people don't know too much about is the changing of the colors. And perhaps it's not so much an activity, but an enjoyment of nature's spectacle, because this is when all the maple leaves and all the trees that that, uh, have deciduous, which means that trees that have leaves that fall, um, turn colors. And they go from a, a, a light orange to a bright red, a brown when they finally decay and but imagine an entire forest as far as the eye can see covered in a multitude of colors where some trees are orange others are red others are a blend and this makes for one of the coolest eye candies of nature that I've ever seen and and of course even when the leaves fall um, the smell of fall is something that's quite wonderful there so if you want to catch changing of the colors and I like to say the changing of the guard um, in Quebec's forest then you would want to get there around beginning of October that being said every year is different because as cold comes in then obviously the trees lose their leaves in order to uh, save their energy for the next year and but you might book your trip and be like okay well I'm arriving on the first week of October and I'm gonna see all the colors And then perhaps it's one of those years where the colors only start quite vividly until the second week. So it is a bit of a a question on when to hit it. But I guess to assure yourself that you do hit the changing of the colors, um, I would recommend that you go uh, in second week of October. And there, you head to the Laurentians or the Laurentides, which is about an hour and a half drive north of Montreal. And pretty much in any direction you go, you'll be able to see these colors change. There's also a great mountain called Mont Tremblant, and it's a ski resort. And well, now that I live on the West Coast, it's a bit of a mound comparatively to a real mountain, but it does give you that perspective of the foliage changing colors. And it's quite beautiful to see. Another activity that Quebec is well known for is la cabane sucre, or the house of sugar. And this is when uh, the trees, the maple trees, are tapped in order for uh, you to have uh, maple syrup. And the tapping of these trees does it so that you can have a delicious and exquisite maple syrup at your cabane sucre. And here at the shack, or the sugar shack as they, they, they would call them, um, they put the, the, the maple warmed up on uh, a trough of snow. And usually it's a trough that horses eat from, but (laughs) a clean one nonetheless with clean snow. And they put this uh, maple syrup all over the snow on the trough in a line. And you take a little stick and you put it in the maple syrup and then you start rolling it. And you basically create a maple syrup lollipop. And this is another delicacy of Quebec when it comes to having um, a different um, activity. So we've got the cabane à sucre, the sugar shacks. You've got canoe tripping. You've got um, the exquisite lifestyle and vivid uh, metropolis vibe of Montreal. You've got the Cirque du Soleil. Um, and, and yet this has only scratched the surface surface of the things that you can do in this belle province because indeed you could head even more east to go on the Saguenay River and watch beluga whales um, swim about as you're paddling or sea kayaking. You can go uh, to the Ile de la Madeleine, which is an island um, in the St. Lawrence River, where it's a tiny island, but each house is picturesque and, and it just makes you feel like you're on another planet and have oysters, shuck some oysters on the beach or get some lobsters from the fishermen directly. Um, you could head north into the deep Maniquagón Reserve, which is the eye known as the Eye of Quebec. And if you look at a map, you'll see this round circular body of water that uh, was created when an asteroid hit it. And then... Um, filled up by by dams created for hydroelectricity because indeed in this province where there is so much water, hydroelectricity is king. And also it's one of the reasons why uh, electricity is some of the cheapest in the entire country. So there you have it, a few different things that can be done in the beautiful province of La Belle Provence and of course the mishmash of English and French always adds colour to the vibe. And Montreal is most definitely known as one of the most colourful cities of our country because you have the taste and the flair of the French who who seem to be a little bit more eccentric than the East coasters or the West coasters that come and descend from uh, more of a British and drier rule. So in, uh, in Quebec, you will have the colourful, Clothing and the colorful houses and the colorful curtains, even. Whereas on the West Coast, it tends to be more in tones of taupe and brown and whatnot. So, there you go, a little tidbit of what to do when in Quebec, Canada. Thanks for tuning in and keep listening to all my little mini podcasts that I'm adding uh, this week because it's a different flair from what I've been doing normally. Expeditioner out. See you next time.